Hey moms, was your dinner last night the leftover chicken nuggets from your kid's try? Is your current idea of self-care closing the door when you pee? If the only chance you have for exercise is the squats you do when you pick up your kid's Legos, well then take a seat, mama. You're in the right place. I'm Corinne. And I'm Jess. And this is Mama Mama Bites. Hi, listeners. This is the second part of the two-part interview that we had with Kathy Cates, pelvic floor specialist. So if you feel like you're coming in in the middle of a conversation, you actually are. This is the question answer portion of the interview. And if you've missed the uh, first interview, it's all on anatomy and how our pelvic floors work, why they're important, and what you could expect in a evaluation and PT session for pelvic floor work. So if you haven't heard that, we uh, highly recommend it. And um, if you're not interested in going back, we hope you enjoy these really awesome questions submitted by our listeners. Okay, have fun. So we have a number of um, questions. I actually think you have really teed up a lot of them. And the thing that's really cool about these questions, Kathy, is that first of all, this is a huge listener response for us. And also it's really cool to see how educated women have become, you know, these questions are, I feel like pretty educated in terms of- um, I didn't know some of these words, yeah. so I would say that's true. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, um, I, and I actually think you were teeing up a lot of these questions as you were um, talking. So <clears throat> I think um, the one that we'd start with is um, someone was asking about um, how, and and you might need uh, to correct our pronunciation here, how their um, diastis, diastis recti, yeah, um, recti. Uh-huh. is yep. impacted um, by pelvic floor functioning and... Um, that uh, a couple listeners had four finger gaps. Um, one one listener um, started with a three finger gap, and then uh, she actually trained for a five k, and it turned to a six finger gap. And so, one, what is it? Yeah, what 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 is what that? is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and how does it relate to the pelvic floor? Okay, so very simply put, everybody thinks of those your rectus abdominis those abdominal muscles or your six-pack muscles, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. what, you're just, what you're asking about in the word, the fancy word, it's just the Latin word, it's a splitting apart mm. of those. You have them on each side, oh. right? And mm-hmm. so what happens often in pregnancy mm-hmm. is that as the uterus is growing and expanding, those rectus abdominal muscles are also spreading apart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes after you deliver, you know, you're left with, they, they just don't quite come back to meet as they did before you were pregnant. Sure. So it's just, if you think those six-pack muscles, and if you draw a midline down the abdominal cavity, they should be very close together. And so this is a separation of those muscles. Mm-hmm. Does that help? Yes. 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 Tremendously. And so how does the pelvic floor come into that in terms of the strength, how it relates? Right. So you need everybody, you know, everybody's like, oh, the core, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all about the core. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
except that you need to thoughtfully engage the muscles of your core um, in order to then support the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. if that's helpful. So, yes. you know, you'll often see people at the gym doing crunches, mm-hmm. right? And so if you really look carefully at people, if they're lying on their mat and then they've got their hands behind the head and they're, you know, pulling the head, neck and shoulders up mm-hmm. to, and they're like, I'm going to do a crunch, right? <laughs> so, yes. Except what they're actually doing is most people will muscle it with their jaw, so they're engaging their jaw. When mm. you engage your jaw, you engage your pelvic floor. What? Oh, no, I have heard that. That's yeah. a that's an Ina May Garten thing, too. That. We, I don't yes. know if there's time we can go back to it, but let's leave it at that for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you okay. engage your jaw, you're engaging your pelvic floor, and then really you're yanking on your neck, mm. you're yanking on your shoulders, yeah. and you're really, those are the ones that are doing the primary moving and mm-hmm. engaging in not a helpful way. Mm-hmm. And you're really not doing anything thoughtful for your abs, except probably increasing the separation. Oh. And that's a really hard thing for people to get their head around. Yeah. You know? Because everybody's like, oh, I just want to close that gap. I just want to get my pre-pregnancy mm. belly back. Mm. And you can, if, you know, if you're thoughtful, I mean, and not everybody can, and sometimes you do need to go and have the surgical correction. Okay. But not all the time. And you need to have thoughtfully engaged abdominal muscles to give support to the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so would some of, uh, would PT involve doing um, pelvic floor work to help with the direct eye? What we do is we we assess to see the you know how significant it is mm-hmm. the, the separation is, and then a lot of the initial work would be around how to properly do a diastasis recti correction, if you will, or okay. just thoughtfully engaging first using your lower band of abdominal muscles, your transverse abdominus then talking about engaging those six packs, the rectus abdominis, and then also engaging your side abdominal muscles or your obliques. Obliques, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I think, just misunderstanding that then leads to a lot of misinformation about how to thoughtfully approach this topic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we we, um, last... Uh, a few months ago now, one of our first interviews was with Courtney Wyckoff, who um, runs Mama Strong. Yes, I listened to it. It was great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we loved her, but we we felt like that just begin began to crack open mm-hmm. this. this. And one thing that I have got to say, and I would be remiss if I didn't say this, is that because I know she talks about the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. which is great. However... Um, there's a whole so I also lead public floor workshops sometimes and the, one of the biggest complaints that I get is well you didn't you didn't do anything about kegels mm-hmm. so there is not a first of all I don't use that word I believe that word was developed by a man I don't it think it's helpful I think when you think kegel you think squeeze yeah mm-hmm. you squeeze 
You usually engage your jaw. You muscle it with your jaw. You contract your glutes like crazy. Yeah. And then you're squeezing, and that that's not helpful. So I prefer vaginal wall contraction and relaxation. Okay. And I think it's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If you have weak and tight pelvic floor muscles, do you want to contract those muscles? Oh. Right, 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 right. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. So before anybody starts to think about, and you know, when you go to your OB or you go to your midwife, they're like, oh, you have to start doing your kegels now. Okay, except no, because you need to go and to a pelvic floor person who can do an assessment, do a guided vaginal wall contraction and right. relaxation mm-hmm. with a gloved finger inside mm-hmm. to learn about Do you need to focus on the contraction? Do you need to focus on the relaxation? Do you need to do both? Like, it's a very, each person has their unique program, and it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yes. Wow, that's really interesting. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So another listener was wondering if certain hormones during lactation play a role in pelvic floor issues like strength, etc., so, I mean, the specific hormones of breastfeeding are the oxytocin, mm-hmm. right, which is responsible for the letdown reflex and the release of the breast milk from the breast. Um, and then there's the prolactin, right, um, which is related to the production of breast milk. So, and, you know, people that, providers that know more about this than I do might have more to offer. I don't think so. I think it's the relaxin when you're pregnant mm-hmm. that really stretches out those muscles of the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that there's a lot about the biomechanics of breastfeeding hmm. that do not support pelvic balance and healthy pelvic floor. Oh, because okay. usually for most of us, right, you're kind of like lean back, slumped back right. in a chair, which puts you in a posterior tilt of your pelvis and that's not a helpful position to be in if you've got some pelvic floor issues going on internally because then all you're doing when you're leaning back in that chair is you're exaggerating all of the dysfunction internally sure right or i always felt like i was hunched over yeah so i didn't feel like i could like access any abdominal strength I just felt like I was kind of like right and so I think if there's time I just one other thing that I really have to say is that right with the hunching over right with everyone looking at their cell phone all the time Mm -hmm. you essentially are shutting off your your diaphragm your breathing muscle Mm. right so if people take two things away from this it's raise your cell phone up to your eye level to bring your head back into mm-hmm. neutral mm-hmm. to allow you to not have that hunched over feeling mm-hmm. because that's going to help you to be able to access your diaphragm which is the muscle of breathing mm-hmm. so diaphragm the diaphragm works in harmony with the muscles of the pelvic floor so if you can take deep breaths like 10 deep breaths a day you're starting to help and rehabilitate your pelvic floor Ooh, I like that. Me too. Yeah, I mean, that leads perfectly into our question around, like, what, what can the average lady do to support good pelvic floor health? Excellent question. So diaphragmatic breathing, 
<laughs> for sure. Um, use those muscles. So engage in foreplay, engage in whatever kind of sexual activity makes you feel good because you're promoting blood flow to the tissues, oh, to the okay. muscles, and they like that. Mm, oh. mm-hmm, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. When you're doing your workouts or, you know, let's back it up. When you're, when you're standing, notice how you stand. How do you distribute the weight of your body across your feet? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. try to bring the weight of the body equally distributed across your feet. Your pelvis wants that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're doing your exercises, start to think about, am I utilizing my biggest muscle groups, my hamstrings, my quads, and my glutes? Because those are the muscles that are designed to take it, mm-hmm. right? And when mm-hmm. those muscles are engaged, your secondary muscles, i.e. your pelvic floor muscles, don't have to do the work. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So that that relates to a question that we got. Um, uh, somebody reached out and said that if she sits for a long time, her hips ache and she feels unsteady when she mm-hmm. gets up. And she was just sort of wondering how the the pelvic floor is relating to her hips in that way. And it, it, it sounds like you've already started answering that question a bit. Right, absolutely. So, I mean, the first thing that I would recommend she do is um, the diaphragmatic breathing. Let's start to get, you know, get out of your shoulders and your neck and your head. (laughs) When you breathe, when you watch people breathe after this, you're going to see most people, their shoulders go up and down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So get into your diaphragm so that you can start to access your pelvic floor. And then, you know, it's hard for me to say without seeing her, but because we started to learn about that internal connection of those hip muscles internally, right, like anything she could do, like a wide-legged hip stretch, like just lying flat on your back with your low back and your sacrum on the floor or whatever surface, and then having the feet be wider than hip-width distance apart, and then just gently drawing the knees towards the armpits while you leave your low back and sacrum on the floor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you start to get that nice opening through the inner groin, through the back of the glutes, through the top of the hamstring, and in through those inner groin or adductor muscles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is also, could be very, very helpful for her. Mm, That's great, that's great. That's, um, it sort of makes me wonder, now is this, so you, it sounds like not even all pelvic floor specialists are necessarily created equal because you've talked about sort of like the mm. feedback you've gotten from other clients. But are these sort of like, are there like a common standard that you're looking at when you're sort of doing that that clock watch, <laughs> you know? Or is this, are these the things that you've found through your study that, you know, are really challenging or or coming up for women in terms of their pelvic floor health? So I think for sure these are all things that come up in my own practice and I'm always looking for ways to deliver the information in a meaningful way that people will begin to understand because once you spark that curiosity that's when that relationship starts to Mm -hmm. develop and that's where the empowerment starts especially for women Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think my understanding is that if you are a physical therapist and you want to become a pelvic floor physical therapist, there's additional training that you go through that I'm sure covers all all of this that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. I can't speak to that because I'm not a physical therapist, but um, is that helpful? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. sure. Wow. Um, I have I'm, one more question. Oh, Is that yeah. okay? Yes, please. Um, Kathy, you just mentioned like really quick in passing that sometimes surgery is necessary. And I was just sort of curious, like, how do you know when there's, when you need more of a surgical intervention versus um, starting with PT or? or so you, I believe that you should always start with therapy. Mm-hmm always mm-hmm. Um, because you never know what could happen mm-hmm. right so we're talking about a surgical correction for the separation of the abdominal muscles mm-hmm. we're talking about a surgical correction for when you, um, a cystocele or when your bladder starts to fall out if you will right. bladder prolapse mm-hmm. we're talking about surgical correction for a rectocele or when the um, rectum starts to if you will, fall out mm-hmm. through the vaginal opening. Um, so anything, there's no harm in trying to learn how to thoughtfully engage those muscles and also release those muscles prior to any kind of surgical intervention. Mm-hmm. And, and then- I would think, you know, if you've cons- if someone is doing their home exercise program, coming to you weekly, maybe after three or four months there's no changes in the symptoms, Mm -hmm. then I think you would need to consider going back to your urogynecologist or your surgeon and looking at what the other options might be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a huge believer we always work in conjunction. You you work as part of a team. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. We're... um I definitely want to know where people can find you specifically, but is there some sort of place where our, our listeners would be able to find like good qualified pelvic floor peeps in their area? Absolutely. So there's this awesome website. It's, um, she's called the pelvic guru. <laughs> that's amazing. And she's awesome. So that's a great resource. That is mm-hmm. a great resource. Um, there's also um, pelvic pain rehab. Okay. Um, they have a weekly blog called As the Pelvis Turns. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. It's <laughs> awesome. These ladies are great. Another one I really like a lot is Beyond Basics Physical Therapy. Okay. Um, it's a nice PT practice in New York City. Um, both that website, that practice, and the Pelvic Pain Rehab, they have, like I they both have blogs. And I've also noticed that I think they're starting to do podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to ask her a special there's a question? one more that I oh. just have to, because I think she's amazing. Yes. So there's an OBGYN. Her name is Jen Gunter, and she practices in California, and she has a blog called Wielding the Lasso of Truth. Ooh. Whoa. And you'll see her. I learned about her, actually, because she writes for the time, for the New York Times. Oh. Wow. Um, and I got totally hooked when she wrote an article last year called My Vagina is Terrific. <laughs> Amen. She wrote a follow-up this year. Fantastic. And she's just, there's just no bullshit. Like, 
it's all factual and right on and she dispels a lot of myths and she's just a she's I really I think she's wonderful I want to put a plug in she's coming out with a vagina bible <gasps> it's in August of 2019 mm. I can't wait to read it wow. it's going to be a phenomenal resource for people we are here for that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I hope I can get her to come and maybe I don't know if she's going to do a book tour but I I hope I can get her to come to Boston. Yeah, like a workshop would be. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you mentioned. Can I ask about that? You you okay. mentioned you that you sometimes do workshops. Is that like for the for the average lady or how of did? Course. Yeah. Hashtag pelvic floor awareness. It's all about that. So you know, I'm cognizant that not everybody can, you know, has a schedule or a financial situation that affords you know weekly pelvic floor therapy. Mm-hmm. And so once a month at the wellness center where I practice in Cambridge, we do a pelvic floor awareness class. And then usually twice a year, I do a more in-depth workshop with a wonderful colleague of mine, Sally McAlpin, who's a wonderful yoga teacher, mindfulness, really, she's truly extraordinary and knows so much about the pelvic floor and can really get your pelvic floor to release even just in an hour and a half yoga class. So she and I workshop together usually once or twice a year. Yeah. That sounds amazing. We will be there. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll bring our pelvic floors with us. And then I have a website. Oh yeah. Tell us. Pelvichealthsupport.com. And I have a very extensive resources section um, that's got, you know, further reading. It connects in a lot of those resources I already mentioned. Um, got a lubrication section it's got a vibrator section a dilator section yes, awesome um, yeah because i want this to be accessible i want people to know yes. yeah we do too yes. yeah. yeah we're so thank goodness thank goodness for the, right? the sort of you and all the other heroes are sort of coming out and just making it about it's just about health you know yeah. like, there's no reason why there should be any less attention or respect right as no no and i think because it's primarily started as a women's issue it's already not given Mm. as much attention or resources Mm -hmm, you know we have many many drugs for erectile dysfunction (laughs) yeah yeah and i would say a lot of erectile dysfunction you need a good pelvic floor therapist yeah Mm, yeah mm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh Kathy, are you on social media? I just started, yes. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Pelvic Floor NP. Yes. Awesome. And you're you're I know you're on the Instagram because I stalk you there, but yes. you're are you on the Twitter as well? Oh no, no, not no, 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 no. It's good to stick with one. I like yeah, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Too. This is enough for me, so Yeah, for sure. And I have my twelve year old help me with it because I don't really know. Doing. You're doing a great job. I saw your nice diagram today. It was very helpful. Yes. Oh, good. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. And we will link to all these things in the show notes. Great. So yeah. that it's just going to be I'm like. Happy to send any other links that people people need or that's, want or would be helpful. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic for yeah. sure. This and this was, you know, this was sort of a long one. We we did keep you a long time, but I really, I mean, just like I. My mind has been blown. I know, mine too. The way <laughs> I really do wish we kind of had a camera. 
Because <laughs> you need to see the pelvis. Yeah, but I just like as you were explaining, like we were we were demoing. Yes. We were <laughs> palm up. Okay, yes. Jess is pointing in one direction, and I'm pointing. In the other. I'm like I'm down. I think I don't know. It was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so this was wonderful, Kathy. Thank you so much. Well, we should ask so her our fun question. And wanting to discuss this on your, pod- on your yes. podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We we want to because mainly usually usually well, usually yes. we we discuss food and intuitive eating and mindfulness and mm-hmm. all of those things and um, we usually ask everyone we see while we think you know all food is for everyone and all foods fit do you have a particular childlike food (laughs) or food geared more for kids that is your favorite i'm all about the cut up veggies with hummus and the cutting up the fruit like that's my job in the house i'm always cutting it up there's something about putting it in smaller pieces Uh uh-huh i think i don't know it just yeah all about the Mm -hmm. cut up tiny you know like I'm forever chopping peppers and cucumbers and carrots and strawberries and melon and anything and then the hummus is great um and I love I don't even like beets and I have a wonderful um friend and colleague her name is Mia Moran and she does um I forget what she calls it now I lost the name of her site but she's all about you know busy moms healthy eating and all this and she has this great recipe for pink dip mm-hmm. so i'll just tell you i don't like beets and i love this dip you just roast some beets you peel them you throw them in your blender with one or two cloves of garlic depending um and some like a little bit of lemon juice and a little i think she throws in cashews maybe mm. and it's super creamy and it's this beautiful bright pink color and it's really good and I don't even like beets, and my daughter doesn't like beets either. And she's like, "Can we make the pink dip?" Yeah, it's magenta. <laughs> what did she? Beautiful. My daughter's favorite color. Oh yeah, 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 yeah Corinne's. So it's <laughs> a magenta dip. Just be like, "Oh, I got this great magenta dip. It's so fun." And oh my god, that's classic. It. I love it. Make him press the buttons on the mm. blender. You know. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I totally, I, I get, I dig that little, little bite size yeah. pieces of things. I do like that. Or even in fun shapes like stars. Oh my so God! Can I just I say don't do the shapes. you don't do the shapes? Oh, don't do the shape. Too much time. <laughs> <laughs> if it were in a shape, I'd totally eat it. <laughs> she has pelvic floors to look at. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but I, I'll forward you that recipe in case anybody wants it. it oh, really, cool. It is super delicious. Like, it's, yeah. I think we should construct a model pelvis out of cut up peppers. <laughs> you totally could. You absolutely. Oh, you absolutely could. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your super busy day. I know that you're, you know, probably in the midst of seeing patients and whatnot. So thank you so much for chatting with us. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I just, I think it's so wonderful that you guys are doing this work and that you're incorporating pelvic floor into your work yeah, yeah well and, and if we get follow-up questions from listeners can we uh can we tap you on social yeah. media okay cool awesome wonderful Absolutely. excellent so that's it moms that's the last bite for today but in case you're hungry for more head on over to the mama bites website that's m-o-m-m-a mama bites website and stream more of our podcasts 
or find them anywhere that you find your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. And don't forget to stop by Instagram and definitely come on by our Facebook group, The Mama Bites Lunch Table. We'd love to have you there. And until we meet again next time, remember, motherhood is a long journey. Don't forget to pack some snacks.